You're a wizard, Harry. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Uh, This is a very special episode. Uh, Not only is it the last episode that we have concentrating on book one, The Sorcerer's Stone, but it's our first episode with two guests on at the same time. Hey, it's Molly again. (laughs) Hi, Anna's back. Anna and Molly have returned, so... Um, they have their own beef to settle and squash. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Anna has a bunch of beef with me on every episode, so we'll get to that too. Um, yeah. um, but just let's start off with, uh, I already gave kind of my thoughts and opinions on the book as a whole in the spoiler section of the last episode that we did, but um, this is kind of a chance for you guys to give your kind of thoughts and kind of what you guys took away from the book and and our podcast. So, Anna, you want to get us started? Sure. And just, this is all spoilers all the time. All spoilers, yes. Okay. The whole thing is spoilers. So, um, I have to admit, I don't normally reread Sorcerer's Stone a whole lot. So this has actually been really fun because this is, I think you said it had been, what, like seven years since you reread it? Mm -hmm. I don't have an exact year count, but it's been a good few years. So it actually, reading it this slowly, and you've talked about this already, but it's really made you just focus, and I I enjoyed it more, I think, with this read-through and talking on the podcast, and um, I liked how much we've all talked about trying to remember our first read of Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know about Molly. I remember very little about the first time I read Sorcerer's Stone. Um, so trying to think back, it's been, it's been fun. There's some good quotes in this one. Mm-hmm. I, I've forgotten actually one of my, it might be my favorite throughout the entire series, but it's definitely at least in my top three quotes was in this book. And it was, a, of course, it's a Dumbledore quote, but the, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Such a good quote. Great quote. Yeah. Dumbledore has a few of them. Throughout the series, but just in this book, just in the last chapter alone, he has like four. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, it's been fun. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I've I've listened to book one probably more than I actually read it. Um, but um, you know, thinking back to the first time was a lot of fun, just like you said, Anna. Um, I think it's a good book overall of a good introduction into the world um, of Harry Potter. <sighs> overall, it was fun. Do you have any, like, thoughts, since you listen to the books a lot, yep. do you have any, like, different kind of thoughts, like, because you hear the voices in yep. their book trying to do the voices? Yeah. The one thing I will say is with read- with listening to it versus reading it, it is, I feel like Jim Dale, that's the one mm. I listen to, um... He makes Hermione sound way more whiny. He does. Yeah. So, um, like, I I never really picked up on that until I listened to it. And I was like, man, she's kind of (laughs) whiny. So, um, but, yeah, I I like listening to the books. I do a lot of commuting. So, for me, it's like, oh, man, I just want to listen to Harry Potter. So, I went through a phase of pretty much all I listened to in my car were the Harry Potter books. I went through a whole series back to back. That's dangerous. I got to a couple of the deaths and I like could barely see the road. I was like, maybe this isn't a good idea for me to be listening to Dobie dying while I drive. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple times where I'm like, I know what's coming. I need to pause this. (laughs) So... Yeah. I actually haven't listened to the books. Ooh. Ever. Not Ooh. once. It's fun. It, so I was just kind of thinking, like, that's got to be a different vibe or a whole experience altogether, kind yeah. of listening to it. So, yeah, it's definitely something I haven't done. But other than listening to these over and over and over again, <laughs> just like our summaries of the books, I don't know if that counts or not. But, um, 
editing these has been a lot of fun for sure. So, um, I wish we could cut out the stuff like, like a blooper reel. Kinda. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Of just like, yeah, that'd be great. But I haven't figured out a way to do that yet. So, um, we got plenty of time. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. Um, it's exciting though to get into the Chamber of Secrets coming up because, um, and you know, I was going to do a whole uh, shout out to it at the end, but I'll just do it now because Anna's here. So thank you, Anna, for helping with the intro and everything going forward. My part was the fun part. Drew had the heavy lifting. Yes, Drew was our sound mixer extraordinaire who did all of the audio editing, uh, which we definitely appreciate. So thank Very you to much. Drew. Um, but you did a lot of the research behind all the quotes, matching them up to the movies, and making sure the correct characters had the correct quote, because oh, yeah. they switch that up all the time. To be fair, guys, you're going to be missing a lot of big quotes, because the movies messed it up, and they gave them to Hermione when they belonged to Ron, and we don't we don't support that here. Yeah. Uh, no, we've done an excellent job, I think, of defending Ron yes. as a character on this podcast. I think it's one of the... Hallmarks of this podcast yeah. through book one so far. Yeah, we did a lot of like loving on the Weasleys. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. they deserve. I they mean, they, they're such an important part to everything that goes on. But I want to. I, I want to be adopted into the Weasley family. Seriously, like yeah, I do. Oh my God. A couple the, still single brothers. We could. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four, right? yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you go for then? If we're just going right there, you're going that route. Well, Charlie's single. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I guess actually Charlie's the only single. We got a battle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, how great could their marriages be? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Bill and Floor have been through a lot together. They have. So. They have. true. Well, that took a turn early in the podcast. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I said Ron was kind of one of our big highlights. I think Neville. I think we did a lot for Neville, too. We spoke yeah. a yeah. lot to his character as he struggled with is he a Gryffindor and is he not and his kind of progression that he just had in book one which I never really considered a non-trio character having an arc in an early book yeah um but kind of reading and it wasn't like large he had a I think he had maybe a large part of one chapter specifically and then otherwise he's sprinkled throughout some of the others Mm -hmm. big moments but like I was gonna say the sprinkling's important no sprinkling's important but it's not like he had long stretches of being featured and you still saw like uh, a lot of growth in just his character alone yeah like reading through this time that's one thing that like i don't know hit me a little bit more i was like oh man like neville he gets uh we don't we don't appreciate it enough which maybe it sticks out to us more now because you know we've made it through the series kind of the whole Harry Potter fandom has started loving on Neville, thanks yeah. to Matthew Lewis. Um, so maybe it just sticks out to us more. Yeah. Because we know how important this can be. I like how he kind of personified a little bit of our house conversation. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't have to be just this one set of basic characteristics to fall in Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, or Hufflepuff. Slytherin, you can be a mixture of a couple of different ones. And I guess for me, Neville kind of personified that most throughout this, uh, as he struggled with his own identity as a Gryffindor, and like, what does that mean to be courageous? What does that mean to be brave? I still, I still think he got chipped on some house points here or there. I know Anna disagrees with me. I do. I mean, I love Neville, and I love that he was recognized, but does he really deserve more than 10 points? Then does he also deserve to get docked 50 points for being out of bed late at night? No. Well, then, okay. I was rereading that, and Malfoy only got docked 20. Yes, that's... So why couldn't Neville also be That's exactly what I'm saying, yes. 100%. There's my Neville point (laughs) disparity. It's like, he got docked 50 for this. (laughs) Got 10 for this. I feel like they should even that out a little. Okay, well, the trio only got 5 points for taking out a mountain troll, so clearly house points are... uneven, hilly thing. That will be dropped after, like, book two. (laughs) (laughs) It's very subjective. Yeah, it's 100% (laughs) subjective. I think the Mirror of Eriset kind of sparked a shockingly large discussion. That ended up being 
my favorite episode was your guys' Mirror of Arisette episode. I mean, there's been a lot of good discussions you've had with all your different guests, but that one was, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, too. I think we had a lot of kind of, I don't know, profound <laughs> kind yeah. of conversation in that chapter. And then it sparked a whole lot outside of just this little bubble of us um, where we get feedback on you know, what Dumbledore saw, what he didn't see, how the mirror works, the purpose behind the mirror, the purpose behind the mirror in the book specifically, because how Dumbledore uses it later. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. there. There's a lot emotionally with the characters. And I never thought of the mirror being like this focal point um, to a bunch of other very large, broad meaningful discussions mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it became such a <laughs> such a thing over multiple episodes <laughs> which i didn't really have it helped that it was also combined with like obviously harry finding his cloak or getting his cloak for the first time and trying it out and and that brings in the deathly hallows conversation mm-hmm. and which i also wasn't really planning on having a deathly hallows conversation in book one <laughs> but it just kind of like in that way it was a good conversation though yeah it was really good i enjoyed that whole conversation well i mean your your reasoning behind the resurrection stone i think is such a rare thing to hear and it was such an enlightening thing because like i said it's an opinion you don't get very often and then you phrased it so well that it made a lot of sense like oh that i get that now yeah. Well, and it's a brave piece of, piece of honesty on your part that I definitely personally appreciated. I liked, I liked your take. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So. Anyway, <laughs> some of the trivia that we've actually played. <sighs> you know uh, I love trivia. Yeah. And we started off in like, uh, I think it was the Keeper of the Keys with that curveball that I threw at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we actually had the specific lightning round of trivia um, where I've heard some really interesting <laughs> feedback. <laughs> and Molly, I don't know how you felt about listening to it. That... Oh, it was hardcore. Like, when you get, when you brought up trivia tonight, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm prepared. <laughs> I was like, do I have to get my inner Hermione, like, out? Like, <laughs> we, we do have some Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone questions ready to go yeah. um, towards the end, so... Make it less intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, Dan and I get so it's a little too intense. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping to play a little bit more trivia on future episodes and stuff like that because it's always fun um so i really like those hopefully you guys as listeners all loved it because i think it's really fun yeah. so and it's challenging and it's something different yeah. so do we just want to get rid of the elephant in the room right now do we just want to get the james potter thing Ooh. out of the way Ooh. this has been a battle brewing for some time now I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, all right. So your take is you don't get why he's my favorite character, right? Because he's, yes. like, dead throughout the entire series. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Obviously, you can have whatever, you know, favorite character you want. I just feel like we don't know a lot about him. Like, they don't really... Like, it's, it's, a, it's a different choice. It is a different choice. And probably, you know... Little Anna, growing up, just wanted to be different and pick a random character that nobody else really cared about to, like, love. But we actually know a lot more about him than I feel like people are willing to accept. Okay. Cues Anna's history on James Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know how long you want me to go on about this, all right? So stop me whenever it's been too much. But when you think about it... Just based on the prophecy, we know mm-hmm. he at least defied Voldemort three times along with Lily, which is something I would love to know more about what they did to, hmm. you know, pinpoint themselves as potentials for Voldemort. They, we know that he's such a good and loyal friend that he stuck by Remus when they found out he was a werewolf, spent three years learning how to be an animagus, and that's a lot of dedication, it's a lot of impressive magic. Yes, we know he wasn't always the kindest of people, but, you know, nobody's perfect. He was a bully, all right? I'll own it. But he grew up. He became head boy. I think everybody loves some Lily Potter, so I feel like he must have become likable if she married him and fell in love with him. And then there's also a fun short story that J.K. Rowling did for, like, a charity about Sirius and James riding a motorbike 
flying oh, motorbike okay. and like getting into a to do with some muggle policemen, but then also yeah. having to fight with some death eaters. So I mean, I'm trying to think what else we know. We know he took in serious mm-hmm. when they were sixteen. There's a lot of weird random facts I could tell you about his parents that mm-hmm. JK's has released. So we're going deep into, like, the wizarding world's, like, JK's yes. side writing. That's where you definitely have to find most of. Okay. He also has one of my favorite lines in the entire series, too. I don't know, since it's spoiler, but, like, at the very end when Harry's talking to them and using the resurrection stone and he asks, you'll stay with me? And it's James who says, until the very end. And I don't know why, that's always just really stayed with me. Just kind yeah. of that. So, I don't know. It's kind of random. I always imagined he was really hot, too. That gave me the feels. Okay. Yeah. I always thought he was really hot. Gave me the feels. (laughs) Yes. That's what gave me the feels. 100%. of like redeeming qualities of yeah. James and That's why he focus on. <laughs> and <laughs> the hotness <laughs> focus ladies focus <laughs> but, um, a lot of the redeeming qualities you gave yes but like what puts James ahead of maybe like a Molly Weasley or like um, or one of the trio or Hagrid or Dumbledore like what separates those redeeming qualities from the redeeming qualities of some of the other characters to make him your favorite. So, and I mean, this is just me. I think if you ask anybody who knows me really well, I always like to pick out, like, a side character to focus on Mm -hmm. that you don't know that much about, and I like to make my own little headcanon about them. And, like, so, like, Molly Weasley, we know, and this, you made this point, we know a lot more about a lot of those characters. So it's not as easy for me I guess to make up stories about them in my head my own stories for them yeah it's just something I like to do so it's really easy for me to make I've always said that I want another Harry Potter series that's all about the Marauders and I want it to start from the lake from Mm -hmm. Snape's first memory and go up until Voldemort killing Lily and James just then you get like first wizarding world war stuff you get the end of their Hogwarts career stuff but, yeah, I just like to make up the stories in my head. So I guess I just pinpointed James. That would be, like, an awesome book series, though. Wouldn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. it would. I, I'm I'm all for that you. prequel kind of story, for yeah. sure. Because I think about you get Moody, then. You get all those. You get the Pruitt twins. You get... Frank and Alice Longbottom. Yes. Yeah. be nice to see them in a more... It's just a better role than what they had, um, which we'll get there. Um, But again, that goes back to a lot of Neville's insecurities and Mm -hmm. issues uh, growing up. So, yeah, complicated character, Neville. And yeah, Elizabeth totally went over my uh, tough to be a long bottom comment in the last. I could tell you were so proud of it. Like you, I could just hear it in your voice. (laughs) Elizabeth just skated right over. I was like, yeah, girl. When I knew this James Potter debate was going to crop up again, that was the one question that I'd really thought about for you. It's like, I, I know, because I defended him the first time. With you Molly. did a good job. Thank you. For the record. Thank you. That's a high compliment right there. But the, no, that's the thought that I had was, you know, I know some of his redeeming qualities. I know some of his not so pleasant qualities. But what about those qualities separate him from? some of the other characters that have ups and downs. Well, to me, like, people love Sirius Black. I feel like Sirius Black is a lot of people's favorite characters. One of my closest friends, that's her favorite character. And, like, I feel like we know just as much about him as we know about James. It's definitely a fair point. I get it. I'm not saying I don't also love Hermione and Ginny and Ron. 
they're out there. No, that's one of the things I asked Mom. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you can't pick one of the trio, that's the general popular choice for a favorite character. It's I like think that was a fun conversation. You pick Molly Weasley, right? Oh, that's yeah. a good choice. Yeah, yeah. it's Mom, a solid Molly choice. Like, what other character? Like the others? What other character would you yeah. choose? It's a good one. Yeah. Um, I feel like you gotta keep Dumbledore out of that too. Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah. Well, I was. It's a little easier to hate on him after the last book. Yeah. It's well. That's been part of our conversation through this entire first book. Is Dumbledore great? Yeah. All encompassing of the word great, as Ollivander teaches us the definition of that word at the very beginning of like yeah. he's great. Great's not necessarily all positive all the time. Well, nobody's all positive all the time. Yeah. So we've truthfully, and I will admit to this, we've probably focused on it more than I ever thought I probably would. Yeah. Um, I knew going in that it's something we had to address, given the events that happen later on and how it all unfolds. Right. But with each thing that he kind of set up or had fingerprints on or around or what he knew or hints towards what he knows, it's like... Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, Molly. Listening yeah. to... I haven't been involved in a lot of the Dumbledore discussions. Yeah. But I feel like Dan attributes a lot to Dumbledore. Like, and I'm not saying, like, I feel like Dumbledore knows everything, but I feel like you've been feeling like Dumbledore planned out a lot more of Harry's journey than I ever thought that he did. Doesn't Snape say at the end that it's like they've been leading a pig to slaughter this entire time? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I guess (laughs) I'm focusing more on, like, specific events you've been talking about. Like... No, I, because Dumbledore's a very, like, I've said it in the other podcast, too, like, he's a very interesting character. Like, how does he know a lot of this stuff? Like, I think that's a really core question. Like, when you finish the books, like, what the heck? Like, how, like. Is it just luck? Is it, like, his educated guesses that just keep panning out? Is it time turners? Like. You know, I don't know. I very much enjoyed um, in the last podcast that whole discussion on Dumbledore Mm -hmm. and, you know, the incident in that room, in the, um, in the room with the the stone and all that, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was a, that was a pretty good discussion that you and Elizabeth had. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm hating on Dumbledore. He's a great character because he's a complex, deep character with a lot of positive great things and a lot of negative great things where it's like dude you made some mistakes here right for better or for worse right. whether you intended them to be or not or whatever you tried your best what you thought was you know the end game which again we can get into a long time from now and yeah. whatever along the way but right. he's a great character mm-hmm. in oh, that yeah. there's so much he depth he is to a him. great man oh like, yeah he's good he just made some big mistakes Yes and no. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm a big Dumbledore fan. Yeah. I love Dumbledore. Well, I mean, one of the big points that one of those central points to what decision he makes, specifically him, comes at the end of book one, where he's talking to Harry in the hospital wing, and Harry asks him yeah. a crucial question right off the bat, and he's got to right. make a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's consequences either way to that choice. Mm-hmm. And you could say he made a mistake in how he handled that. And you could say he handled it the perfect way, and you can make arguments for both. And I think that's a lot of Dumbledore, is you can make arguments either way. Right, yeah. Because um, you can kind of see his logic behind it, and you can kind of be like, yeah, but Harry needs this, or this character needs this, whatever. Right. Um, he's a fascinating character. He <laughs> yes. really is. Yeah. I wonder, too, do they ever talk about him being, like, a legilimens or, like... Uh, I think yes at yeah. some point in the fifth book. Yeah. Um, I think when he's answering all of Harry's questions and Harry's demolishing his office, he mentions, like, didn't you ever wonder why I'm not teaching you this? Like, I'm just right. as accomplished as. Right. Um, but, I, yeah, you're right. I don't yeah. think he ever goes into much depth. Right. Because I just feel like there's so many things that we're like, okay, how, like, Again, that core question, like, how, why, why? <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah, I mean, and they go to 
to such a great length to establish early on. It's like Dumbledore is tapped in to everything because he's called to the ministry frequently. The ministry mm-hmm. calls on him a lot for advice or for help or right. for this or that. Mm-hmm. He has a billion different actual jobs. He's not just the headmaster of Hogwarts. Right. Like, right. So uh, my thing was like, he's got to have his pulse on a bunch of different things. And you brought up the time Turner thing. There's never anything explicitly said that he's got one himself personally. Right. But I mean, if they're willing to give them out to students <laughs> early on, you gotta believe that he's maybe dabbled right. <laughs> and maybe that's why he's so perfectly wise. Right. Is he knows the outcome already and he's just kind of true. Well, and we also do know, obviously for a fact, based on Harry's six year lessons that he must have gone and talked to a lot of different people about a lot of different matters, considering all the memories he has for them right. to look at and how he always talks about how often he goes back to study memories in the pensieve. Right. And so, I mean, time turner makes sense, though, because otherwise, like, like Slughorn, for example, how does he even know that there's that memory to dig out from Slughorn? So maybe he went back and somehow used the time turner to find out he needs that memory. How do you go up to someone and ask, and again, we can get to this later, but how do you go up to someone and be like, can I have your memory? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's an awkward conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, that's very invasive. It is very invasive. But that's a question for a later book. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I feel like we can just dive right into that. We yeah. dive right into a lot of this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was side tangent. Yeah. I don't know, Anna. We, we got over the James Potter stuff. Is there anything you want to specifically take the time right now to come at me for on anything? I know there is, probably. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I currently feel a little salty about is still your, like, I don't know what word I want to use, but just, like, the hate you gave towards the hate. potion. I never give hate. I, I was feeling some definite negative vibes. I don't know about you, Molly, but like he was just like tossing it away, being like, oh, why would you just hand them all the answers? Like, this could be... That was the hardest part why about would you? it to me. Because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that, Dan. I would not have been able to answer that riddle. No, I wouldn't have been. I probably would have just been standing there like... I mean, who knows if I would have even made it to that point, I'll be honest. Well, true. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I probably would have got me. Yeah, the chest, I would have been like, meh, all right, I'm done. So <laughs> I'm going to turn around now. <laughs> I think one of the things you got on me for the most of that was I said maybe Snape and Flitwick should have switched. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, you didn't like that. But so if he's putting in a riddle of some sort towards his... Uh, task or trial or whatever you want to call it. I mean, Ravenclaws literally have to answer a riddle every time they go into the mm-hmm. common room. <laughs> like, wouldn't you assume that that would track? If you're, st- I, I know they, that hasn't come up yet. Like, we don't know how the Ravenclaws get into their common room. We haven't gotten to that part of the books yet, or whatever. Um, I think the only time we do is in like book seven, seven yeah. right? So, I know that that's not a thing yet. So maybe that's why or whatever her charms make sense and whatever. But, yeah, I don't think Snape's the type that would be like, no, I'm going to make this as, he would be, I'm going to make this as hard as I possibly can. Yeah, but also, too, this being the first book, we don't know the spoilers. We don't know what's to come. These tasks, I feel like JK put in there to cater to these characters. Yeah. To show, okay, this is what these characters, you know, these this is how these characters operate and what they're good at. And... For sure. I get the mechanics of, like, right. it, it's a book. Mechanic- <laughs> like, I, I get it. I also think this potion one, in particular, is set up to, I think JK would always want to make it important that, like, magic isn't just about magic. It's also about your feelings, love which Dumbledore obviously addresses at the end of this book, then also, like, logic. Some people who can do great magic, she literally says, would never have been able to riddle out that because they don't have an ounce of logic. And so, like, yeah, that's introducing, like you said, Hermione and her skills, 
But it also fits Snape in that big speech he has in their first potions. You know, there will be little... Oh, I love that quote. Yeah, that's great. This class. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I like that. It's, uh, like, okay, so it's a logic thing. Books and cleverness. <laughs> Ravenclaws specifically have... Uh, that's ingrained in them, because, again, they're common. They have to do that all the time. Quirrell, specifically was a Ravenclaw. Like, he's an accomplished, smart, with-it guy. Not to mention he's got literally the Dark Lord possessing him at the time, who could presumably also figure out that logic fairly simply. So it's like... And, again, presumably if, if all of that, if if Crow can break into Green Gods and get out, none of those trials are probably going to trip him up in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Hence why Dumbledore does make his darn near unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but you can take whatever you want from that. Are they too easy? Are they too hard? I guess you could flip a coin, given that Coral's probably going to get through them regardless. Well, anyway. is clearly a pretty special person. Mm-hmm. And... Three, yes, I know, they were only 11, but three also very special people she said came it, not me. together. <laughs> You're so obsessed with them being 11. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it took three of them coming together and all their different skill sets to get to the same place the adult coral did. But they're three special people, too. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this point. Well, no, they, I mean, they each have three different qualities to get them through that, um, which helps. Um but yeah, I guess my thing about the whole the trials is it's like Dumbledore's just sitting there and it's like, yeah, that's that's good, that's good, that's good. I'm just gonna like one up all of you to the nth degree right I'm here. Make sure it's done really safe. <laughs> right. Andy's like, really good at ten pin bowling or nine pin bowling, yes. whatever it is. I don't remember. I love that, and again, I think he just wrote that himself. Okay. He had to write that himself, right? right? I'm also picturing, like, all of them sitting down, like, in the lounge, in the, in the professor's lounge, like, collaborating, like, yeah. drinking their butterbeers, like, you know, well, what if we did this? I like know. that. I like that image a lot. Yeah. And then Dumbledore just is like, and then we do this. Bam. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> you think he just goes up to, like, Sprout and Flitwick and McGonagall afterwards and just taps him on the shoulder and is like, good job, though. Yeah. Good effort. <laughs> Good effort. Mine worked. But, you know, good effort, though. Good right. good attempt. Right. <laughs> sure they all appreciated that. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dumbledore does love his humble brags. Like, yes, he, he, does. he does love them. He throws them in throughout. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Um, any other big things you guys had or wanted to touch on or yell at me for? or for? <laughs> He is very, you are very hung up on them being 11. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Molly, you know. Constantly, like, oh, these 11 year olds being in danger. Get over it, Dan. You all know what you were like at 11. You all know that you would have thought you could complete a million things. I could. (laughs) Humble brag. Whatever. I mean, literally, Hermione got 112% on her charms exam. I've gotten 112% on a test. I mean, that's that's Hold doable. Back. You know what um, test it was? Geography. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, see, this is how this goes with having multiple guests on the, on the podcast at once. I, you know I kept telling you you were just coming at it from a very Ravenclaw standpoint. And that's fine. You are a Ravenclaw. I was just coming at it from a very Gryffindor standpoint. It all made sense to me, regardless of age. Fair enough. Well, obviously, I have heard some other things from other people outside of this crew. <laughs> and they seem to agree with both of you, so I'm, I'm just nuts. But I still stand firm in what I say. <laughs> Not backing down just yet. I did think, uh, talking about some of the specific highlights and uh, moments and classes specifically, um, Elizabeth did a great job in the Potions Master chapter with the McGonagall uh, class schedule that she made up, which was awesome. I can repost that picture to our Twitter. Her breakdown of Snape's um, potion speech and like the message that she found in that he was sending to Harry. I was, like, blown away by that. Oh, I know. Mind-blowing. It was so cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. I liked her, because uh, I had never remotely thought of it once, was her dragon. Yeah. Uh, which I mentioned in the last episode, too, but um, her kind of call out to the different dragons that we have throughout the series. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, cool, because I would never thought of it before. So hopefully this podcast is at least at least making people think about the series in maybe a different way. I know it has for me, just reading this completely differently than I usually do. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you were to look at our message thread after, as I'm listening to each new episode, I just, like, bombard his message thread. Yeah. But I've, you guys have made me think of a lot of different things, like all the discussions you've had on the podcast, first-time thoughts after how many years we've been reading this series. Mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously we're all real big fans, yeah. so we're still having new thoughts yeah. about these characters. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has the kind of connotation that, you know, Harry Potter's a fandom. So you have to be, like, a specific kind of nerd to be part of, like, Harry Potter. Like you are Star Wars or Marvel or DC or whatever the fandom is, Lord of the Rings. But um, I think it's cool that even though it's a nerdy topic, we've still gotten, like, deep, philosophical, almost, like, conversations and themes in the most, quote-unquote, childlike book out of the series. I mean, that's another thing I didn't expect from this, is how deep we were going to get in book one. So, going forward... It's kind of exciting to see like where those conversations go as the series gets much more adult, and much darker. Yeah. Um, so it'll just be kind of an interesting path. So I do want to announce that we are starting the Instagram for the podcast. Uh, we will be starting that up soon. Uh, we'll get the first post. It's already created, but we'll get the first post on there uh, pretty soon after this episode drops. So um, be on the lookout for that. It's the same handle it's at hogwarts sapod um anna was the first one to follow it because she was literally sitting next to me as i created it (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i was still literally creating it and and she followed so um and again thank you to uh you and andrew for the the intro stuff that's awesome i can't wait to debut it it's really really cool guys um yeah. Anything else? Do we want to actually play some trivia here before we call it a day? Molly, how do you feel about it? I'm good with whatever. All right. Let's take a short break and we'll set up the trivia <laughs> however, which way we want to do it. <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll play a little round. All right, so we are back. We are going to play some trivia. It's not going to be like the lightning round that we had last time. Uh, You can play along with us. You can play along with us. Uh, We're going to do this for house points, since we have Gryffindor with Anna, Molly is the Hufflepuff, and I'm the Ravenclaw. So we'll do house point scoring. So whoever wins, house pride right there. So how we're going to do this is we each have a stack of cards with questions, and we're going to go around. Anna's going to ask Molly questions. Molly's going to ask me. I'm going to ask Anna. We'll do the full card. And then we'll just tick the points uh, for how many you get right. Oh boy, all right. I'm nervous. I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Molly, do you want to ask me questions first, and I'll get us started? Sure. Are you ready? Absolutely not. Let's go. All right. In order to confuse it, what does Ron Weasley call the troll that he and Harry defeat in the girls' bathroom? I, see, I had one of those blank moments. I'm sorry. Can you reread the question? Yes. <laughs> In order to confuse it, what does Ron Weasley call the troll that he and Harry defeat in the girls' bathroom? What is, well, I am blanking right now. All right. The first question. I do not I like this first question. Say. Would you like... the next question. Well, would you like the options? Oh, there are options. There How are we doing this? Is it a half point if we get the options? Yeah, I like that. Half right. point. We're big we... half point people. Okay. Sorry. All right. Yes. We'll, we'll do the half point option. All right. A, pea brain. B, pea head. C, pipsqueak. Pea brain? Correct. Okay. All right. I get my half point. All right. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> Question two. Please let me not have just a brain blank on this one. 
All right, are you ready? Yep. All right. How does the Sorting Hat introduce itself to first-year students? By singing a song. Correct. Boom. Full point. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Third question: Who outlawed dragon breeding in England? Uh, uh warlock convention of like seventeen ninety three. Make sure you get the year right. Yeah. Let's have a double check on that year, Dan. <laughs> How could you not know this? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> it's whatever they said right. the Warlock Convention was. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, that's pretty impressive because that is correct. But the year. How close was I on the year? I was gonna be like, oh, holy cow, we got the year. So right. far off. <laughs> okay, my bad. All right. So far off. Right. 1709. Oh, I was okay. I was in the century. I was gonna say. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, what point are we getting? Anna would not give me that point because I didn't get the exact year. I'm giving you a half point. Oh, get out of here. I would give him a by Molly. Molly's asking you questions. I mean, I would give him a full point just because okay. I just would be impressed. I didn't fine. know that That's off the top fine. of my head. You're his question master. <laughs> the question master. <laughs> All right. Um, a common Welsh green dragon is native to what country? Uh, Wales. Yeah. Good job. All right. Last one. What are Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia watching on TV when Harry asks if they will take him to the station to catch his train to Hogwarts? Uh, this is a spoiler podcast. You know what I just thought of? It changes every day. <laughs> no, what I what I just thought of was not uh, Vernon Petunia. I thought of Molly Weasley and Celestina Warbeck. <laughs> <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> just jumped right to that. <laughs> I'm a nerd, guys. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know, the news? Um, no. Um, you want your options? Sure, I'll take my half point options. Okay. If I even get that right. The news. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, A soap opera or a quiz show? Soap opera? Uh, Ah. It was a quiz show. I don't know. How do you not know that? Who should pick soap opera? (laughs) (laughs) Petunia's into? I don't know. As the world turns. Whatever, I would have gone with news. Had you given me the options again, I probably would have picked news again. So. Well, yeah, I feel like they're always watching the news. Yeah. So It's one of my favorite parts of Order of the Phoenix, when yes. Harry is just like, well, it changes every day, you see. Uh, so what, was that the last one, or how many do I have left on here? Is that the last question on my card? That was it. All right. All right so Dan's got three and a half points. Uh, okay, here we go. Um... Which holiday festival is just getting underway when the troll is discovered in the dungeon? This is what I have problems with. Anna gets every easy question. Come on. It's Halloween. It's literally the chapter title. Yeah. And it was my chapter, too. <laughs> this, this is, see, now you're a full witness. Full witness. I get the Warlock Convention of 1709, and she gets Halloween. That's that's what this is. Well, maybe you should study Bring it on, Dan. What ancient study is cons- what ancient study is concerned with making the Sorcerer's Stone? Alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> He just likes to hate you. Yes, I do. What position uh, do the Weasley twins play? The beaters. My goodness. Are you kidding me with this? That is... uh, These are... Uh, are Yeah, Yeah. see? Fine, pick harder a card. I don't care. Uh, Before Harry enters the last chamber, uh, where does he tell Hermione to go if anything should happen to him? To the Owlery and send an owl to Dumbledore? Uh, a witch owl. Headwag. <laughs> like he wouldn't say that to me. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> okay, fair point. Take your point. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> what is in the... What is in the long, thin package that Uncle Vernon brings 
back from his shopping trip while the Dursley family is fleeing the Hogwarts letters. A rifle. Yep. Well, that's how this goes. So. <laughs> right. So rude. All right. Yes. Okay. I'll probably need options. I'm already just. It's okay. You'll get the half there. point. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> just don't say news. It's fine. Right. Just right. be damn. It's fine. Right. All right. Don't be me. I got three and a half points. Be better. All right. What? No, I said beat. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> what distinctive markings does Professor McGonagall have as a cat that she shares with her wizarding self? The outline of the glasses. Correct. All right. All right. I got Who this. wrote 1,000 Magical Herbs and Fungi? Ooh. I'll take options. Okay. A. Professor Severus Snape. B. Felita Spore. Or C. The Field of Agshot. Oh, I'm totally going with a Spore. Correct, you are. Okay. Um, Which of the Weasleys help Harry lift his trunk onto the train? Oh, uh, the twins. I don't remember which one it is, though. Is it both of them? I don't know. I think it's both of them. I think you're right. Well, yeah. Some names. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am this <laughs> Fred and George Weasley. Perfect. Uh, correct. She yells at me for asking for a headwind. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, I just like, you know that. Well, they also don't know their names, you know, so they have to have it embroidered on their sweaters. Knitting. Yeah. Knitters unite. Woo Knitting. As <laughs> Dan just sees. <laughs> Maybe we'll make up mm-hmm. our hatred by knitting the sweater someday together. Yes. They're super hard. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a Dobby sweater or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, two more. Uh, how does the goblin guide open the door to Albus Dumbledore's vault? That's like the... I'm, I'm going to the movies, though. Okay. Um, give me some options. Okay. A, with a magic password. B, by stroking it gently with the his stroking. fingers. <laughs> gently with his fingers. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Sweet. Um, I'm giving you a full point for that because you know it and you just didn't trust yourself. <laughs> What is the first unusual event noted by Mr. Dursley that makes him think all is not well in the world? Um, the um, McGonagall reading the, uh, the map. Got it, girlfriend. All right. So Molly was afraid that she didn't study for a potential trivia tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Molly, you just read the first book. <laughs> And you've also listened to all of our podcasts, which is summaries of the first book. You have studied for this. It's my inner Hermione coming out. I'm like, you need to study ten months in advance. Everything. (laughs) All right, Daniel. Ah, boy. Okay. All right. Let me find some of the hardest questions Mm -hmm. in this bunch. All right. Um, As Percy Weasley takes the new Gryffindor students to their common room. What does Peeves attempt to drop on them? Um, what does Peeves attempt to drop on them? I don't know. I'll take options. All right. A, walking sticks. B, bits of chalk. C, books. Bits of chalk? Uh, Walking sticks. Walking sticks. Where does he get walking sticks from? Melon <laughs> <laughs> You've said that a little louder. That's like, <laughs> like that was so easy, Dan. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> convention of seventeen oh nine. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, what color sparks fly when Harry tests his new wand at Ollivander's? Oh, uh, red and gold. Correct. All right. What color ink is used on the Hogwarts letters addressed to Harry Potter? Purple. 
final answer. Yeah, I'm just going to go purple because I said it. That's fine. Nope. Emerald green. Ah. Yep. All right. What is the name of the bartender at the Leaky Cauldron? Tom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the name of Dudley Durs- Dursley's best friend? Uh, rat face. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually have what, what is his actual name? Piers Polkus. Piers Polkus. I'm okay. really giving him a point for that face. Okay. <laughs> She's so kind to you, Dad. <laughs> At least someone here is. <laughs> I'm a loyal friend. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, what is the title of the book on dragons that Rubius Hagrid borrows from the Hogwarts Library? Dragon breeding. Give me a second. Let me ask for multiple choice. All right, give me multiple choice. The Dragon Enthusiast's Handbook. Dragon breeding for pleasure and profit. The Ultimate Dragon Keeper's Guide. I want to say B. B is correct. All right. <clears throat> While standing in the freezing courtyard during a break from classes, what does Hermione conjure up to keep Ron and Harry warm? Blue flames in a jam jar. He's he's gonna find some nitpicky thing that I know. What does Harry Potter? Uh, <laughs> they have to say Harry Potter. What does Harry Potter not put on his plate at the beginning of term feast? What does Harry Potter not put on his plate at the beginning of term feast? Um. Mm. All right, can I get multiple choice again? You can. Peppermint humbugs, Mm. boiled potatoes, pork chops. Peppermint humbugs. Even her answers are like... Like who? Okay. Uh, oh, I like this breed because I pointed it out in one of our uh, episodes. Hebridean black dragons are native to what country? This is Ron and Ron's knowledge here. Romania. Final answer. Yeah. Do you want the the choices anyway? No, I already got it wrong. What's the answer? United Kingdom. Oh. I never would have guessed that. Okay. And what were these dragons again? I know. Hebridean black. So H-E-B-R-I-D-E-A-N. Hebridean black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mentioned once by Ron in the chat. That's why it like stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> How did Mrs. Fig break her leg? She chipped over one of her cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Molly. All right. How many chambers does Fluffy guard? One. No. Um, I mean, yeah, technically he guards one of them. Chambers. Chambers, like, so, like, the trials. Yeah. Oh, okay. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I gotta run through them in my head real quick. Five, right? Six. Your final six. 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 I'm just gonna go six. Yeah. Six it is. Yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Like I was thinking, like just the door. That makes sense. Yeah. So. And then I forgot defense. the door. And <laughs> 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 I was like, that no six. <laughs> oh. Um. As 
a Hogwarts student, what mischievous spell did Harry's mother cast during her vacation? I don't remember this being in the book. Though. Sorry, read it again. What? Yeah, I don't remember this ever being in the book. Um, <clears throat> as a Hogwarts student, what mischievous spell did Harry's mother cast during her vacation? All I'm thinking of is the Lake Binding Curse because of Neville. <laughs> but I'll take options. Okay. A. Bewitched the dog so that it wouldn't stop sniffing Petunia. B. Shrank all Petunia's sweaters. Or C. Turned teacups into rats. Hmm. I'm just going to go with A. I would have gone with C. That's what she actually did. Yeah. She turned I don't remember any rat. about that. Yeah, yeah. The only that reason... must have been in Petunia's rant, maybe? Yeah. Yes, the only reason I'd pick C is just because I know Lily's particularly talented with charms. Oh, um, true. And teacups. <laughs> so... Well, I never got the impression that she would have played pranks on Petunia. Yeah. That's Everybody's immature. Yeah. Okay. So which of the Weasley brothers told Ron that the sorting ceremony would hurt a lot? It's Fred and George. He had to differentiate oh, this time. Boy. <clears throat> Fred. Good guess. Right. All right. I should have said Gred. Gred. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the only object standing in the courtyard behind the leaky cauldron? Options. A, a chair, B, a trash can, or C, a fountain. Fountain. No? Trash can. Oh, dot. Oh, my God. Don't. I, I messed that up. I've messed up a couple of things. It's fine. My, no, my, for some reason. Okay. I'm just going to justify this. Do it. Because my brain was like, oh, Hogsmeade. Um, and then, what, uh, yeah, just, never mind. I don't know where I was. <laughs> it happens. Fountains are more happen. fun than trash cans, too. Yeah. That's right, they're duh. All right, so why isn't Aunt Petunia's friend Yvonne able to take care of Harry while Dudley is having his birthday outing? Options. A. She's broken her leg. B. She's on vacation. Or C. She doesn't like Harry. Wait, hold on. Let's let's do this question again. Okay. Read it again. I'm having issues. It's fine. <laughs> Why isn't Aunt Petunia's friend Yvonne okay. able to take care of Harry while Dudley is having his birthday out? That is correct. She is on vacation. Yeah. I right. totally, totally would have gone with doesn't like Harry. Well, Just cause, uh, it's fine. I knew, I knew like totally. Aunt Marge. I was like, well, that's Aunt Marge. And True. then the bro broken leg was Mrs. Fig. Mm. Fig. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. So point stand thus after two rounds. We can just forego that and just Last. keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How many rounds are we doing? Uh, this will probably be the last one. Sounds good. All right. Are you ready, Dan? Nope. All right. It's the final chance. Too bad. All right. What color is the egg from which Norbert hatches? Black. Yeah. Right Woo. All right. How many students can ride in each boat that carries them across the lake to Hogwarts Castle? See, that's an easy question. Six. Dan, think about. Oh, oh no, four. Yep. Sorry, I thought uh, Dean and Seamus were. Seamus with no H was in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. It was just the three and the, the Neville. Mm -hmm. All right. When do, Harry, when do Harry Potter and his classmates study the night sky at Hogwarts? Sorry, read that again. When do. Harry Potter and his classmates study the night sky at Hogwarts. <laughs> when do they study the night sky? Yeah. During astronomy class? I don't know. A specific day of the week. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, Wednesday nights. At midnight. <laughs> specifically. Oh, at midnight specifically? Yes. Every Wednesday at midnight. Wednesday nights. You picked her to read your questions. <laughs> I got Wednesday night. That's not Wednesday night. Why do you say that's a half a point? Oh, I whatever. I got Wednesday nights. Half point. Yes. Oh. Oh, yes. yes. Wednesday. As the person who's probably in last. <laughs> Wednesday nights. I got that. that counts. Get out of here with this. We need a specific time. <laughs> All right, where does Draco Malfoy tell Harry they will meet for their wizard's duel? The trophy room? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uncle Vernon is so upset by the snake episode at the zoo that Anne Petunia has to give him what to calm him down? Um, options. A, a strong cup of tea, B, a large brandy, C, a cup of hot chocolate. Large brandy. Yep. Alrighty. That was all of them, right? Uh, what does Pete screech when he surprises a student by grabbing their nose? What does Peeves screech when he surprises a student by grabbing their nose? It's like a full sentence, right? Are we looking for a single word? Uh, no, it's not a single word. Is it honk or calm? I don't want to ask. I, like, know it, so I don't want to ask for options, but I don't know if I know it well enough. He won't be nice to me. Nope. <laughs> Find me options. Uh, got your snout, got your conk, got your honker. It's got, got your honker? It's got your conk, right? You said B. both. Which B. one are you going B. with? B. B. <laughs> Got your conk. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. How many sets of work robes are required for first year Hogwarts students? Three. Yep. Dang. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is a school nurse at Hogwarts? Madam Pumphrey. Mm -hmm. Poppy, yeah. to be specific. Uh, while recovering from his encounter with Professor Quirrell and Lord Voldy, how many visitors does Harry Potter receive during his stay in the hospital wing? Mm. Four? Yes. Hagrid, Dumbledore, Hermione. Uh, what human invention does Hagrid ridicule as he and Harry are walking through the non-magic town on their way to Diagon Alley? Tell you one more time. <clears throat> what human invention does Hagrid ridicule as he and Harry are walking through the non-magic town on their way to Diagon Alley? It's um, it's something to do with the underground, right? Oh, can I get options? <laughs> <laughs> For those that can't actually see us right now, she literally just looked at the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> B, parking meter. C, public telephone. Parking meter. Parking meter it is. Alright, ready? Yeah. Which Hogwarts staff member is the first to be bitten by Fluffy? Snape. Who reminds Albus Dumbledore to tell students they are not allowed to practice magic in certain parts of the school? Yes. <laughs> I almost read that wrong. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. What color... Talk about easy card now, right? I what know. color were Harry Potter's mother's eyes? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> it's not like we were talking about this literally right before we started no. recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, oh, oh, they have an adjective for you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I would need that adjective. <laughs> the Hogwarts entry door is made out of what material? Uh, let's do some options. Okay. Options. A, iron. B, gold-plated steel. Or C, oak. Iron? I have no idea. I would say oak. It was oak. <sighs> I was going to say, what, like, oak wood, but that was, like, 
know. The gold plated steel was a little off. What I was going to do is he said wood. Yeah. All right. Final question. All right. Can still be damn. Just saying. All right. Who is the only person in the Weasley family who isn't a wizard? Who is the only person in the Weasley family who isn't is not like an accountant or something that they never talk about? Something like that. It, Iran, like, has a throwaway comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need some options here. Well, A, Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> B, Mrs. Weasley's second cousin. Or C, Mr. Weasley's mother. I'm going to go with B. You are correct. Those sins help. Yeah. All right. Imagine, if you will, we are in the Great Hall. Banner's about to be risen. Oh, Lord. She's only doing this because she won. <laughs> it was a close game. You guys tied. Really? Ten and a half nice. points each. Nice. Boom. And then I had Runaway. No, oh, that wasn't that. Runaway. Not yeah. runaway. We had, what, ten and a half? You had ten and a half each. And, and 12, I had 12 won it? Oh, That's nice. not there yeah, nice. Very good. It wasn't that first easy card. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm still impressed with the uh, the, the dragon. Um, yeah. 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 What was it? I don't even the know. The Warlock Convention of 1709. That I'll never forget that date now in yeah. my life. I've already forgotten it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we hope you've enjoyed playing along with our little trivia game here. I hope the other Gryffindors won. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure there'll be other trivia events that uh, we can come at Anna on in, in the future. I'm sure there'll be plenty. Bring so it. hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, join us for the beginning of Chamber of Secrets yeah. next week. I believe, Anna, you're going to get the first couple of chapters. I feel very honored. It's exciting with our new intro, uh, which I've been hyping a lot. It's really good, guys. I'm excited. Uh, we also have a new outro. We have the, in, uh, the Instagram that will be coming up. A lot of cool things are happening. Thank you again to Anna. Thank you again to Drew for his help. Thanks to Molly for being on the episode tonight. Yeah, that was fun. Thank and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts Apod.